Hi, all, and welcome back to the All Things Woo podcast with me, your host, Taylor Ray. This is a space I am using to build a spiritual community for those who have had spiritual, otherworldly, paranormal experiences, stories, skills, or practices. In other words, this is a place for all things woo. I myself am a spiritual wellness life coach and a tarot reader. I am inviting you to listen to this new episode as well as to connect with me on Instagram at, at TaylorAtalks underscore. I hope you guys find today's episode helpful, and I look forward to connecting with you. Hi, guys. Welcome back. I am your host, Taylor Ray, and today I am here with Miss Laura Russell. She is also a fellow journey coach, and Laura and I connected on, well, on Instagram and through journey, actually. I think it was both. Both. It was through both. Um, The journey community (laughs) is pretty tight-knit, so I'm just a shameless pug for Journey at this point, but we got to talking, and she was going to come on here, and her story is similar to my story about how we were both in, like, these um, nine-to-five scheduled corporate typical (laughs) soul-sucking jobs, and how, um, you know, I relate to you guys, and I tell you that my journey was through my intuition, and really tuning into myself, and she has her own spiritual take on that as well, so now she is here working to help you find your state of flow through self-care, and create a happier, calmer you. I'm going to link her Instagram and everything down in the show notes, but welcome, Laura. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Tyler. I'm glad to be here. Me too. It was hard to schedule um, to get everything together. So I'm glad that we finally made it work. But yeah, tell us about your story. We were just talking before we started recording and I felt like we were getting into really good stuff. And then I was like, oh no, we need to stop. We need to record. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> exactly. Um, so my story started really like fully <laughs> back in 2017. So a while back, um, I had actually have been I guess, anyway, um, with the same company for uh, 16 years. So same company. Um, and I really didn't choose it. I just, I was a single parent and I had to have a job. And, <laughs> and it, it just ended, I ended up there and I ended up being really good at it. And so I just kind of went my way through and, and as corporate does, they do layoffs. Um, and back in 2017, they started doing, or 2016, they started doing them more often. And right around that time, I was on a support team that would did a lot of project management, process management, training, a lot of those things, which I'm really good at. <laughs> but, but I feel like there's but, a but face. There's always a but. Um, it was an expense like support team and they don't view in corporate, they don't view those very highly. And so I was on a team and 75% of the team got laid off. Fun. Yeah. And this wasn't the first time it had happened. So it had just gradually started happening more and more often. 
I'm trying and, to think, was there something big happening in 2017? Like, was there a reason? Like, you know, in 2020, everybody had COVID, but was it just I think it was just, the, I know with mine, with, with my company, it was just new, new blood coming in, new executives coming okay. in that were from outside that did a different way of business. And they didn't value um, the same type of culture that we had always valued assholes but okay that's that's the nice that's the, <laughs> that's the real way of putting it so yes um and so as I as that happened like it made me start thinking about like what I actually wanted to do with my life yeah kind of like you know that whole like what do you want to be when you grow up type of question and I realized I never really did that I just I happened into it and um, I just kind of went along with it because it, it paid well and it felt stable. Like right. up to that point, it felt stable. And you have a child. Like, of course. That seems oh, I had like two really kids. Logical. Yeah, two. I had two kids. So, so yeah, of course. So it, it is. And it's like that false sense of security mm-hmm. where you're good until you're no longer good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I was like, and that's the point that I hit in 2017. And I was like, okay, shit. Um, Time to really figure out what it is that I want to do with my life. Because this isn't it. Which is terrifying. I mean, it was for me. How did you feel? Oh my God. So (laughs) terrifying. Like, (laughs) Taylor, I went all over the place. Like, all over the place. Before I landed on what I landed on. It's, it's just like that, um, sense of security. And it, at least for me, and like when I was doing it, it, I never thought that that was like tied to my identity until I didn't have it. And then I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Who am I? Like, what am I without this? When people ask and you're like, Oh, so tell me about yourself. I'd be like, well, I'm a teacher. And everybody does that. They tell you what they do for a living, but that doesn't tell you you know, who they are. Right. More often than not, it doesn't tell you those kinds of things. They tell you what they do for work. If they're married, if they're and if they have kids. Yep. And like, I never meet somebody and be like, you know what? I really, hi, I'm Taylor. I like murder mystery shows and <laughs> making Christmas stockings. People well, one like, of the, <laughs> yeah, they don't get into the, like who we are as people and and, and we do, especially like I had been at that, at that time, I had been with that company since 2004 and that was 2017. So 13 years at that point. So like that was my identity. My job was my identity and I took great pride in it. I was good at it. I like, it was, that was who I was. Totally and so <laughs> exactly. And and coming, you know, that comes, that gets it further into the story. Like now I'm at that point where I really don't have that identity anymore. Um, but back then I started and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? I went all over the place. Like I, I wanted to be, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be a teacher, but I don't like kids. So that, <laughs> I, I like my own, but that's, that's it. And that was a whole thing, but I landed on being a coach, um, and went back to life, uh, went and found a training, um, 
certification that I wanted to do. And it actually was not Journey. The first one was not Journey. Um, How it did was, you find it? Um, so my the first one that I did? Yeah, because I found mine completely. Honestly, I feel like I found mine through like divine intervention. It was a complete Correct. accident. Yeah, completely. I So I one of the coaches that I follow that is amazing is Andrea Owen with Your Kick-Ass Life. Oh, and everybody should amazing. follow her too. <laughs> you, you do. She's amazing. Um, I found CLCC, which is courageous living coaching certification uh-huh. through her podcast. And, um, the director of the, the training program is Kate courageous. And it's all of, all of that training is based off of Brene Brown's work with courage, vulnerability, shame, um, facing our fears. I mean, she's kind of like, like if you need to know anybody, like goddess of self-help, like honestly. Um, and I am a self-help junkie, like no other. So, um, so I went to that program and it was, um, I would say the most game-changing experience that I've had in my life. Um, because it was not just a training certification. It actually got me out of my head and started looking at things a different way and getting to know who I was as a person, like as the Laura and not the mom, the corporate, the like, you know, all of those things. The provider, yeah. I used to hear that before before I got into coaching, which I still look at that and I'm like, how did I go from this to that? I don't really, I don't know, but here I am. But I used to hear people be like, I learned so much about myself and this, that, and the other. And I was like, what crock of shit is this? Like, that's not <laughs> honestly, like I was the biggest skeptic. So when people look at me now and they're like, really, you went for that? Like, it's a scam. It's a pyramid scheme. It's all these things. And I was like, I oh, yeah. thought so too, 100%. But turns out it's, you learn all this good, <laughs> incredible, well, like, and just it's, it's, I mean, it really is life-changing because if you look at it, it's like, um, the, one of the, the things that I have that it's like, it, it's like the, the saying that I say the most is probably the most important relationship that you're ever going to have in your life is the one you have with yourself. Like it's not going away. You can't like, you are the only one constant. Right. And if you don't know who you are, like yeah. you just kind of flail in the wind right? Which is really empowering on the one hand and also really very scary on, daunting the, other. on the other hand of like, fuck, I'm stuck with me. I got to do me. Uh-huh. I'm, yeah. I'm my biggest supporter or I'm my biggest roadblock. And it's both. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's so both. you were both. You got to know. I was both. You. I'm still both. I'm still right. both. Let's be clear. Yeah, no, that's a great way to say both. it. You're right. Yeah, always, yeah. right? You're like we always say, like we're our own worst critic. And then mm. I feel like it's easy for us to say that because it's catchy and it's a phrase everybody knows, but like nobody stops to really think about what that means. Mm. It does, and it's so. So this training program that I went through was 65 hours worth of coaching 
where I was coaching for 65 hours, but I was also getting coached for 65 hours. And this was a course of like February to July. So six months, I essentially went through a master's program in coaching. That was what it felt like because it was about 15 hours a week. Right. Plus my day job. Plus being a single parent of two, they were 10 and 13, 10 and 12 at that point. So really just a cakewalk for you. It was fine. Everything no problem. Was fine. <laughs> oh, and, and at my day job, it was a brand new role. So I had been switched because that layoff happened and then they moved me teams as they do. Right. And so I had a brand new manager, a brand new role. And I started this training program. So so there is all of that, like goodness in at the same that, time. Yeah. And all of that newness, did you ever look at it like, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Ever. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. feel like there's not enough talk around like that um, resistance or like that self-doubt mm. or that piece when people, um, I know when they ask me, they're like, oh, but you just powered through it. And I'm like, I mean, it wasn't easy to just You can't power, power through, through things. It. You can't, they're like. That is the one thing that I will, that I will say that I work with the most with my clients on is powering through. Like, I think powering through only gets us to a certain point. And you, that's part of your experience, isn't it? As you Yeah. Were okay, cool. So that's okay. the next part of my story. <laughs> so, um, the one thing that I will say, so like, okay, so all of that time that I was going through the pro- program and I, I fully admit, like I completely powered through that because that's what I do. Like, that's just what I do. It's my normal. Um, and then like, once I got to the end, <laughs> like I had all this, the self-knowledge. Yeah. And but the problem with how I did it is that I didn't integrate it. So like, that's probably one of the biggest problems with self-help right. is that we have all this knowledge, but we don't really integrate it. Like we don't, and, and what I mean by integrate is like, we don't really start applying it and doing it right. in our life. We just read like it about just it and our brain. internalize it. Yeah. It's in our brain. Um, and then we don't really change how we do things. Right. So then people are like, oh, self-help doesn't work. This isn't, this is not, I read the oh, book, so didn't do anything. Yeah, fine. You did the, the book did what it was supposed to do. It gave you the knowledge, but like you have to take it and make of it what you need to make of it. And like that's where coaching comes in, is like helping you. Yeah. Giving you practical steps, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but get it like getting back to you. And by the way, I squirrel a lot. So sorry. No, it's Um, good. It's good content. I love it. (laughs) Um, like the whole process is just not linear to begin with. It's no, the healing process in general is not linear at all. Like it was though. (laughs) Oh, it would be so wonderful if it was. Um, But like, so that was like all of 2018, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then 2019. So at the end of 2018, I I ended a six-year relationship. 
um, because during all of that knowledge that I learned of myself, that that relationship was not actually the one that I was meant to be in. So let's throw some more on there. Some more. So throw some more on there. Yep. Um, And then 2019 happened and um, more work stuff, all of it. And I just kept going. I didn't really rest after all of that. I just kept going until like probably spring of 2019, like I started noticing that my energy level was, was shit. My, my, I started getting brain fog really bad. Like I didn't have the energy to do the things that I wanted to do anymore. Like, like I literally thought I was losing my mind. Like I was like, great, like wonderful. This is perfect. So now I, I have, have time to be down and out. I don't have time for this. I have things to I don't do. have time for this. I don't have time for this. And so I ended up hiring a coach, interestingly enough, like because the coaches need coaches. And like just kind of kept powering through, but rested a little bit, just enough to kind of like have little starts and stops. Um, but like September happened and I had a big like event essentially that that happened with my, my youngest daughter. And, um, what I had found out earlier in the spring is that I actually had a case of like burnout. So it was adrenal fatigue. So essentially my nervous system said, you're done. Like I, I went to the doctor and they were like, your, your body's not making cortisol. So your nervous system is done. You have to stop. Like you don't have a choice. You have to stop. If you don't, you're going to kick in Addison's disease and you're going to be this way forever. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. What do, I mean, do they, do they, give you anything for that? Do you have to do like supplement treatment? Do you have to do hormone treatment? Do you just, do you um, so do you- I went, I went the, um, holistic route and I did a lot of acupuncture. I did. So I took, I took a leave of absence from work, first of all. <laughs> so let's, Good for you as you should, I, I ended up taking uh, an entire three months off of work. Um, that was the most that I could with FMLA. And, um, during that time I rested, I did not clean my house. I did not work on anything. I not hard for you. So very hard. <laughs> so very After hard. Being go, go, go. And having things to do and always having something to work on and just being like, nope, can't not doing it. And at that point, this was where the resistance kicked in and like the self-sabotage happened. And I actually, that was when I enrolled in journey because heaven forbid, I really rest. Right. Um, Actually sit down. No, I'm not going into work. I'm just back in school again. I'm just back in school again. I'm just going to keep learning because learning is, I have to have something good to focus on. And, and that was the way that I talked myself into it. 
and like allowed it to happen. Um, and it was a good thing because it did give me something good to focus on. But the other good thing that it allowed me to do is it allowed me to be gentle with myself and allow myself to, I don't want to say fail, but like fail. I mean, yeah, in a different capacity for sure. In a different, in a different way, like, because I did not, I didn't do journey the way that I would have liked to have done journey, like full force, like, like go all in because I didn't have it in me to do it. Right. Well, literally did not. literally did not have it in me to do it. And so during that three months, that was really my, so like going back to that, finding your flow. Yeah. Um, that was where I figured out how to find my flow. And I still suck at it sometimes. Like I still um, push myself too hard sometimes. Um, but I rested. I did acupuncture. I did Chinese herbs. I did a lot of um, meditating, a lot of getting yeah. out, going on hikes, um, getting out in nature, mm-hmm. afternoon naps. And you um, saw the benefit of that. I did. Like, I was able to go back to work in January. So I took from October to January off and, and I was able to be well enough by that time to like, at least relatively go back to work. Right. I think that's really underrated because when you talk about it to other people, like it looks like you're doing a whole lot of nothing. Oh, I'm out walking. Well, you should be doing this or you could be doing this or I'm taking a nap the other day. Just the other day I posted, um, that I was taking a nap with my kiddo. It was like Sunday afternoon and we laid in my bed and we closed the blinds and we took a nap and it was awesome. And I really woke up and somebody was like, why are you in bed in the middle of the day? Because it felt nice because I wanted to, because I was cuddling my child. Like so many things and they're like it's the middle of the day and and like that's really just where I've gotten at that point and, and what are you doing I'm meditating it's early in the morning and it's late at night don't care yeah I'm going for a walk don't you have something to be doing uh, yeah my that's walk. what I'm doing exactly. that is what I'm doing and that's and that is And what's so amazing is that Taylor, all of those things that you just said that you're doing, that is self-care. Like that is what people don't understand is that like what self-care truly is. It's face masks and bubble baths. (laughs) Like I seriously, (laughs) that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves is like self-care is not only just feeling good. Right. And five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour a week. Like that's, yes, that is a part of self-care. But like, it's the getting your ass out of bed and going and doing meditation or going on a hike or like- Eating breakfast, guys. Eating breakfast. Don't just- Eating breakfast. Just eating breakfast. 
like some people just skip it and they just like start and just go directly into their day and don't I nourish themselves. I skipped it a lot because by the time, you know, you get out of the house and get the kiddo ready and get in the car and then, you know, mm-hmm. you have to account for traffic and a commute and goodness forbid, you can't find a shoe or something in the morning because <laughs> with children, you, there's, you know, there's something every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just skip it. And then you're like, oh, well, I had to get to work on time. So yeah. it is what it is. But I will take my Sunday and take a bubble bath once a week and then call it self-care. And that's not like, it's putting a fancy trendy looking bandaid over the issue. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, um, one of the, I wish I'll have to, I'll have to find it. There's, there's a, a saying that one of the other like coaching programs that I know that's body mind coaching, Mm -hmm. um, and I'll, I'll find it later and, and send it to you, but it's, it's essentially saying that self-care is, it's taking care of your, the whole, like everything. It's your, your heart, your body, your mind, your spirit, it's everything. And it all comes down to self-worth. We have to believe that we're worthy of taking care of ourselves. See, not in that you know, again, it's not linear. Like it's also interconnected. It goes back to, like you said, your spirit. And, you know, when people work with me, it's really about like finding your intuition and finding your own voice. And I know you mentioned that too. It's a lot of that. And it's, what do you like? And what does that look like for you? Cause like where you are, like the hiking sounds great here in Arizona. Hiking is so not practical right now. Cause it's 120 degrees out. So my self-care will look different for a little while. And like, it's not a one size fits all type of deal and that's where like that grounding and that centering and really figuring out what you like comes in and I just I wish it was talked about more I guess is my big take and it is and what's what's so funny with like self-care and like what it looks like for different people I will tell you what looks like self-care for somebody is going to look for like torture and feel like torture to somebody else so like somebody they love putting their earbuds in and running because it gets them out of their head. And they're like, by God, I got this. You, I tried to do that. If if I tried to do that, I like, there's no way. So it makes me think of that movie scene where she's like, uh, yeah, no, don't, don't put me down for cardio. No, (laughs) like, no. And, and so it's, it, it really boils down to like, helping the, the, you, anyone find what their answers are deep down in themselves so that they can take care of themselves the way that they need to be taken care of. Did you have that realization when you went back to work in January? Is that where it like started hitting where you were like, "Uh." um, actually that happened when I was on leave of absence because like time away. That was, that was on my time away because like during that time, it was funny. Like you, you mentioned like the shoulds and the coulds and the, and the, the naysayers and, and those. And it's like, there was a lot of, while I had a lot of support that was like, okay, just use the time to rest, use the time to, to heal. There was a lot of that camp, but there was also a lot of like, 
adrenal fatigue is such a made up thing. Come on. You just, you just need to like power up. You just need to like take a supplement, take a nap, pick yourself up for your, put your big girl panties on, just do it. And you have three months off. So you can get your house spick and span. You can like do all of these projects. I love this. I I hate what they were saying, but I just, this is a, um, a little bit of a sidebar, but I feel like not really. It's toxic productivity. It is. And I was just going to talk to you about like, you know, it's that idea of hustle culture and I have been wanting to talk about hustle culture for forever. And it's like your face is at all. Just how nasty it is and how gross it is. And it's like, it feels really, um, to me, it feels really like heavy, like sticky, like gooey. It's just gross. Like you mm-hmm. have to be doing something because why? And then there's like this whole stigma around it that if you're not constantly doing something, somebody beside you is going to go and do it. You have the same 24 hours in a day as the uh, next person. Yeah. But ultimately like you really don't because no. the jobs are different. The kids are different. The well, demands and- are different. The and <laughs> and like all of those things, but also we are all different, right? So like I don't know if you know like if you do the human design or like getting mm-hmm. that gets into a whole other thing, but like what somebody lets one person over here twenty minutes to do something, it may take somebody over here four hours just because of the way that they work and. So it's like all of it, it's apples to oranges, but nobody cares. Well, you and have to only, do this. Right. But they only talk about it in, um, when it fits narrative of like, <laughs> this job isn't a real job because, because you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or somebody corporate or have a nine to five for it to be a real job or don't go to trade school. You want a degree. Those kinds of differences in the narrative. Oh, big time. So it's okay to point that out and those are different and put stigma around it, but it's not okay to be like, Hey, you're really good at creative outlets. And this person's really not maybe, you know, let's respect those differences and let them work on their own. No, it's your creativity. will never get you a job or get you a paycheck or so it's just something that like we don't talk about enough about how like they only use it when it fits this like hustle culture narrative. And for you to be like, hey, I'm down and out for three months due to like a physical diagnosed actual medical. Literally, like I have a doctor's note <laughs> and it's so bad that it takes a doctor's note for somebody to pause their life. So that they can like heal. But also you had a doctor's note and they told you it was made up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know why you didn't organize your entire house during this amount of time and color code (laughs) your wardrobe. I tried. (laughs) I hope you know that there's going to be like a motivational TikTok or an Instagram post about what you could have done with three uninterrupted months. Oh, like... Yeah. So it's, it's, um, yeah, that, that hustle culture is toxic. Um, and it's, 
one of the other things that I say all, all the time is like, we're human beings, not human doings. Oh, I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. I'm going to steal yes. that. Can I steal that? Yeah. It's on my website. So, you know, just oh, like, I'm going to put that down in the show. Like notes too, we're, guys. we're human. It's, it's like, we are human beings, not human doings. And it's like, I want to help people get back to living again. Like, like truly living and enjoying life and not feeling like it is something they have to escape from. I mean, and that's the big one, right? Where people put it off and be like, you know what, I'll do it in five years, or I'm just going to hustle it out for a couple more years. Or when I get the house, I'll be done. Or when I get a new car or pay this, I'll be happy when exactly. And that's never really stop. It doesn't. And what's, and what's so funny is that like, okay, so like my story came through, you know, to 2019, then 2020 hit and, and <laughs> for everyone, just, I'll just say, and like started coming back through it's 2021 and back in April, like, um, of this year, I got, I finally got laid off. So this whole thing started back in 2017 when there was that fear. Were you waiting? Like, where was a part of you kind of like, ooh, what would I do if I got laid off? That would be good. Or were you kind of like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't get laid off. Like I, I, for the longest time, it was, it was, um, I put off, it's like, I had this idea of being a full-time coach as the, I'll be happy when I get to be a full-time coach. But I can't do that yet because I have bills that I have to pay and I have kids that I have to raise. So I'll just do this on the side until, you know, until that happens and I'll get to do it on my terms. And I had this fantasy of that was the way it was going to play out. Um, And because of that, I didn't really go all in with my coaching. I kind of piddled around with it and I, it was something that I enjoyed doing. It was my hobby that I did on the side. But that's how it goes, right? I that's, love that's, this. That's all thing. I had. That's all I had energy and time for. I like this thing, but it could never be a job. It's a hobby. Right. Right. Um, until I back like in October, I think, of last year, I had this. Um, I finally had this epiphany. Like one of the coaches that I was working with was like, she just simply asked it as a question what would it be like if you could actually move that timeline forward? And, and I was like, but I can't. And she's like, no, no. What What would it be like if you could? And like the light bulb clicked on and I was like, okay, what if I actually go for this? Like, what if I actually started putting effort behind it? as if it was something that I could move forward. And so like, I actually started treating it like a real goal as opposed to yeah. a dream. Isn't it and so crazy how that shift in mindset it, and like, it, it was right in front of you all the time, but to hear it and to have somebody else like see it and acknowledge it and make it real. Like, oh. And And so I started actually putting, you know, behind it and like learning the marketing side of it and, and 
like figuring it out. Right. And putting it behind it. And um, in March, <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, okay, okay, let's do this. And I wrote it down on a sticky note. And I like got out a piece of paper and I write, wrote out like what my goals were for it and how much it would take for me to leave my day job, how much I would have to earn to leave. And I wrote it on a sticky note and I still have it up on my wall. And it says freedom, 60,000. That was on my sticky note on my wall. And I wrote that down on March 30th. And April 12th, I woke up and I had a planner on my calendar that was not there on Friday when I came in, when I left work, it was there on Monday morning. And it was, and it was them saying, we no longer have, you no longer have a position. And it was wow. like, uh, okay. A planner? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a meeting with my senior director and it's, they just, it's like, okay, you're, we have a 15 minute calendar invite that was over zoom that was not there. Wow. And, and the name of the subject is organizational changes. And, uh, um, and that's the way it goes. And I knew as soon as I saw it, I knew it. Like I, I mean, knew I'd been that. around enough to know that that was what was happening. Yeah. But even the way you say it, you're like, that's just the way it goes. Like, but like the fact that they couldn't give you any notice that they couldn't, no, 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 no notice meeting that we couldn't like, it's just astronomical. Like that's what you were saying about how you have like this sense of security until you don't have that sense of security. Like, yeah, you had a steady paycheck until somebody decided, nah, you don't have no, a steady paycheck. We don't need that. We don't need that role anymore. Cause that's all I was, was a role. I wasn't a person. I was a role. And I think it, I was head count. Right. But it's so conditional to have that security and that, and like, nobody really thinks about it. Like, what if that were to happen to you? And people are like, oh, my company doesn't do layoffs. I mean, they don't right now. But what if they did? Or what if another COVID were to hit? But they or, do. Right. Yeah. And then and are you genuinely going to be happy? Do you have something and, else? And here's, and, and what was weird is, so like a good chunk of our team was gone. So like, it wasn't just me impacted. There was other of my coworkers that were all impacted as well. I was lucky enough that I had been working on my side hustle and my passion enough to have the guts and the courage to be like, okay, I'm not going to completely freak out right now. Completely freak out. And I'm going to make a decision that this is going to be the time that I make that leap and I don't go and try to find a new day job. I just muted myself guys it's fine it's all good we're going (laughs) just talking in the background um but you know when we talk about um like when people talk about meditating and manifesting and doing all those things they talk about um how you don't want like a plan b you know when you give yourself the option of having a plan b it really takes away because it's essentially saying and sending out the vibes don't trust it Yeah, I don't trust it. This isn't going to work when you don't have another and you didn't like it gave you an opportunity. The universe was like, here, you want out? Boom, there you go. And they even had that moment of like, maybe I should go find something new because I don't trust this. 
I could have had a job. Like I literally, my manager specifically said, if you want a job, you have a job. I can get you a job back on our team. So I had the opportunity. I could have gone right back into it. And what stopped you? Like, how did that feel? Like you had to have the doubt and the worry and huge, huge doubt because I still have doubts. Like I like, don't we all now, still now I still have doubts, but like, so I told you that I wrote down that number on the sticky note and my, my severance package and all of the things that come along with that severance package equaled that number. Which is, I mean, really, did you, and that's the other piece of like when, and it looks different for everybody, but like, you know, and it was two weeks, two weeks. Let me, let me say between the time that I wrote that on that sticky note and I visualized out what that life would look like. And I did that every day. I visualized on that every day. And two weeks later, I got that planner. And it happened and, and it worked. That's and you, what made me not take that other job. You trusted it. You did it and you trusted it and you let it happen the way that it was supposed to happen. And like, it didn't look the way that you wanted because of course, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, like ideally I'm sure somebody would be like, oh, I wanted like a $60,000 bonus or I wanted an inheritance okay. or a relative or something, but no, you had to, that's, that wasn't what I to have a package. Yeah. Like I had to, like, I'm essentially right now just taking a leap off the cliff. Like, cause yes, I have a buffer, but, but. like, I don't know that, that what I'm creating with my coaching business is sustainable. I don't know. It looks that I'm sustainable have- to me. It looks fabulous. Thank you. It's all good. I say it's sustainable. Everybody should go look at it. But it's in, but, and that's the thing is like, I have to have faith. And, but it's not just faith. Like, I have to have faith and I have to put action behind. I was just going to say, I can't just have faith and sit there on my laurels and eat bonbons and watch K dramas like I wish I could do. I was going to say, oh, really? We can't? Like, because that's what I did for four years. Right. Like, that's why I didn't get any traction. That's why I didn't like, right. I would have a client here and there that I would pick up because I, you know, knew them and they were like, Oh, you're really good. Do you want to do this? I'm like, sure. But now it's a whole other ball game. Right. That's, that's the other thing. You can't just sit there and be like, you know what? I want to be in a house by the end of the year, or I want a new job, or I want to build a business. Like I put in action steps and go for it. And like, I believe you meet like those aligned people and opportunities along the way, but you like, you have to more or less prove it. Like you have to show that you can be responsible with what the universe gives you or source or spirit or God or God. Yeah. Universe, whatever, whatever. whatever, Yeah. Big the guy in the sky, like whatever you refer to him. Right. As. However, like, whoever's listening refers to it, but like, you have to really show that you can handle this thing that you are asking for. If you're asking to come into money, for example, but you're always out partying or buying the latest purse or drinking, or, you know, just 
blowing it all away when you have bills and responsibilities, you're not going to get more or you're not going to get more sustainably. Right. Because you have to do well with what you have. And the same thing goes for, you know, us coaches and business or people writing books who write a great book and then never submit it to any editors because they're afraid to like, how's anybody going to find it? Exactly. It's like, I'm the best hidden secret that you could ever find because by God, you're going to have to look for me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my house (laughs) in our closets, like in my closet, literally right now. Literally. It's very cute. (laughs) It is really cute. But, um, that's the thing is like, you have like, yes, there's dreams and there's, there's that part of it that we have to have. And I think a lot of people aren't even at that point yet. They're so caught up in the day-to-day checklists that they haven't even stopped to think what they want their dream to be, much less like putting a goal behind it and actions towards it. Well, and it's, I, it's, oh, I can't think of how to say it, but like, that's, <laughs> because I was like, oh yeah, all of that. And then I got excited and it wouldn't come out. But like that, that's really it though, right? Because nobody ever talks to them about it. They say it to you once or twice when you're a little kid and they'll be like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a ballerina. Well, there's hundreds of ballerinas. What about yeah. a cook? You like this. And like what you think is a really harm, harmless decision or conversation with your kid, it sticks because now it does. you've told them no, like even teaching first grade, they would, when we would do like career day and like have to hang up those posters and stuff. Um, there were only certain careers that we could put up on the wall. So if somebody wanted to be a dinosaur tamer, no, because dinosaurs are gone. I mean, like, okay, but like, what like, would but be what the if, harm in letting them if, do that? What if, what if they put that there and at some point during their life, they remember that and they're like, well, what would be a modern day version of that dinosaur? Right. A zookeeper or something. But I'm going to be a zookeeper because in- that's similar. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and it's just, it's just ingrained so young. Or when you go to college, I remember more, more than anything in college, I kept switching and the things that I really, really, truly wanted to pursue, everyone was like, you're never going to make money doing that. You're going to spend all this money in school to have that degree. Don't get an arts degree. Don't get a writing degree. Don't get a this. Mm-hmm. Don't get a that. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't want student loan debt. Okay, I'm going to get this thing. And then it snowballs into, well, I got a degree in this, so I have this job. And maybe eventually I will leave this job. But then, you know, you get married or you have kids or you travel or you have a dog or you know, bills. A car payment. You, just, yeah. you just it's like it it snowballs like it literally snowballs until we get so caught up in our lives that that we lose the joy in our life <laughs> like truly I mean I this past year <laughs> I looked at it and I was like oh my god I'm 26 gonna be 27 and like I already feel like I missed I mean, I've done a lot of really cool shit. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> there's also stuff that I look at and I'm like, I didn't do that. Why didn't I do that? And I don't want to be 52 or 60 or 80 and be like, you know what? I never did. Or never things. get to do it or literally never get to do it because you wait too long. So, yeah, I mean, it's terrifying when you think about it like that. 
So nice too short. You, what do you recommend for people besides coming and working with you? Because that sounds like the most logical step. So, <laughs> um, who you are. How do like, you do that when you don't know? So the, the steps that I usually do is first of all, figure out what your values are. And then so, write down a large sum of money. You guys, that was, that was <laughs> visualize it. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, it works, but you know, it, it may not work the way that you think it's working. It um, always reminds me, I think about this a lot when I'm manifesting and stuff, it's being so, so specific. The more specific you can be, the better, because be careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. I'm a specific manifester and I guess that's what happened. Oh, I'm a Manny Jen, but like, oh, see right up in there. you guys. If you I'm a projector. So oh, see, get what you ask for. If you guys don't mm-hmm. know, it's um human design qualification qualifications, um, profiles <laughs> and you can find, um, your human design type online but like even if you're um somebody that's into like the personality types or horoscope yeah. or or those kinds of things it's a great place to look because that it, is finding like, out who you are like yeah. literally like so I don't know if there's any other self-help j- junkies out there like literally like all of those assessments they are wonderful at figuring out who you are but like human design really is a great one like it's really detailed, but it, I it, love human design. It, re- it reads your, the blueprint of your soul. I know that sounds so woo. And so, it's, but we're here for all things woo. If you uh, don't like it, you're in the wrong so, place. So correct. You it is a blueprint to your soul <laughs> and it, it helps you figure out how you work best and who you are at your core. Like so down to like places that you should be uh, living to be your best self. And mine was spot on. I was like mountains and ocean. Well, hello. How the fuck? Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And, and, and mine, I'm a projector. I am not meant to be working 12 hours a day, 10 hours a day, eight hours a day. I am literally meant to be working four to six hours a day, guiding people <laughs> to where they want to be. Yeah. Coaches being me being a coach is literally what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like pushing it off because it was scary as hell. All the good things are though, honestly, and that they sounds are. really cliche too, but it, there's a big difference between it being scary because it's something new and like stopping yourself because you just don't want to know. Because once yeah. you know that there's another option, you can't go back. No, you can't. Do you, you think you would ever go back to. to a corporate world? You don't want to. No, you don't want to go back to it. Like it's so freeing and it's liberating and it's expansive and it's scary. (sighs) I love that word expansive. Like, yes. Um, but that's, that, that is what I would say to find your joy, figure out who you are. Um, and like start making decisions and action from that place. That's, that's as simple as it is. And I know that's, it, that's it not really that simple. But yeah, it doesn't, and it, it doesn't have to be big, big decisions to start. No, like no, you don't have to blow up your life. Yeah, don't blow up your life. And like quit your don't job. Do it. You don't have to be don't a 
like I was, but (laughs) (laughs) But like, if you really, really always wanted to try that new bakery down the street and you've just never made the time for it, go, go do it. And you're like, oh, okay. That sounds so silly. How does that help? But once you get into the habit of just doing those things that you want to do, I think at least in my experience that, that like really builds your intuition and your trust and the things that you like. Well, and it builds up your muscles. So it's like, it, it's like the resilience muscles. Yeah. Um, and like Brene Brown, like the goddess of self-help. Everybody and I, should read her. Like, I'm telling you, just Netflix her. But like, it's on the other side of the fear and the vulnerability is the joy. And the, it's all the good things is on the other side of that. And as you take those little steps, it makes taking the bigger steps easier. Exactly. It does. Like you said, it's like building that muscle. So it sounds really silly. I know it sounds silly. I I was there. I've been there. I've done that. It sounds ridiculous. But like, (laughs) even if you're like, oh, I've always wanted to read that book and I've never made time. Make 10 minutes, five minutes. If you don't have 10 minutes, do five minutes. And people used to bother me about this all the time they're like well you're a single mom how are you finding time for this I'm not like time you have to make it you have to I mean there's no way around it and you can't pour from an empty cup and you can't expect your life to change without being an active participant in those changes yeah um one of the and this is I don't know if this is off topic or whatever but you made the comment about pouring from empty Pouring from an empty cup. Here for it. So, that sounds relevant. Like, so I'm addicted to TikTok. Just going to put it out there. D- I'm totally addicted. And I saw a TikTok that this lady was, was talking about that she'd met with her therapist. And one of the things that she, she said is that so many times it's like there's two cups. And what we will always do is we will pour into one cup. And it overflows into the other cup. What we will be doing is trying to give um, and take care of people and be our, our self, like be our caretaker self from the first cup that we pour into. Whereas what we should be doing is filling that first cup, watching it go over to the overflow. And in that overflow, that's where we give from. We only give from that overflow cup. I love that. We're not taking away from ourself. And I know that sounds selfish. Like I know like every, like when I say that, I'm sure that people are like, no, mm -mm, that's not possible. Like other people, I can't do that. Other people always come first. And it's like, people depend on me. I couldn't, other people depend on me. Yeah. Other people depend on you, which means if you go down, and you have nothing to give, what, I don't want to say what good are you? Cause that's, that's bad, but like, you can't help them, but you're not your optimal self. You're not at your highest. No, functioning. Not at all. Did you feel like when you were in like your adrenal fatigue, were you like, hell yeah, this is, I'm doing great. I'm I, thinking probably not. No, no. I felt like, and, and, and Taylor, like literally up until it's probably taken me until the last two months to start feeling like my normal self. That and that long. happened that long. And that happened in, I, I got my diagnosis in June of 2019. 
And it has taken me this long to start feeling like back to myself. Like I started feeling more like myself in probably the last two months. So June. So it took two years um, of like giving myself grace. I mean, I guess when you put it like that, though, that really makes sense because if you were giving and giving and giving and giving and going and going and going and not sleeping your best and then waking up and going and maybe skipping breakfast and then going and then going and doing all this work and then coming home and then you're a mom and of course you're going to give to your kids. Oh, yeah. And running around doing, you know, whatever it is your kids do, sports, school, conferences, this, that, and the other. Just life, guys. They're so, I only have one. (laughs) but I'm like, well, Oh my God. Well, and luckily minor so and luckily minor teenagers. So they, they, they are more self-sufficient, but even so, it's but still the draining. emotional support and the running around and the always wanting to go somewhere, always wanting to go do something or, you know, yeah, you're, if you're not yourself and you're not taking care of yourself, you're gonna, I turn into the Hulk like oh yeah like an angry elf oh, yeah. takes over my body <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm I have a shorter fuse I'm much more likely to say something that I know in the moment that I'm saying it I'm gonna regret it like you can't stop yourself but and you can't you stop guilty. yourself and then you feel guilty and then it's the shame cycle, cycle. oh my god it's the worst y'all like you can't get away from so it so it's 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 like giving that self-care and taking care of yourself helps you to respond and not react. Right. Right. I just, yeah. Two years. I'm just thinking like two years sounds like so much, but when you think about it, just in that life still happened, life still happened. Like I still went about my business or I still went and I did another certification program. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> I built up my business. I kept working. I started and ended a new relationship. I, but COVID even happened. So, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's a whole thing in itself. But even when you stack up your two years of healing compared to what, 13 years at that job, like it's 16 total 16 total because it just ended oh yeah so 16 compared to two you gave and gave and gave and gave and gave and gave and gave for 16 years and finally your body had enough and then took two years to recover yeah which sounds like a lot by our like productivity standards and like oh my gosh you were down and out for two years but when you look at it you only gave to yourself for two years in comparison to the 16 you gave away or (laughs) or or Here's what, here's the other thing that can happen is you start noticing the patterns and the things that are, that are, you're doing that are not healthy and that are contributing to that, like productivity, the human doing, and you change those patterns and you don't have to do that because you don't burn yourself out. Those are the two, like things right you really only have two choices you can roll with it and see what happens or you can roll the dice yeah be an active participant in building your life right and that's like that would I would say like 
if there was one mission that I have, like with my coaching, yeah, like I would love to be able to help people like develop the self-awareness so that they can recognize the patterns that they're doing that are unhealthy before it gets to that point and change them before it gets to that point. That's that shadow work guys. Like if you're like, Uh, I really have no idea where it sounds so bad. It's such a pain, but it's so necessary because you don't stop and look and see those gaps. Like, and it doesn't have to be done as like a punishment. Like the way that you said it, you were giving yourself so much grace when you were going through this. It's a growing process, a learning process. Uh, I love myself. So I'm giving this to myself. Yeah. Like you're getting to learn your, you're getting to know yourself. You're getting to know like the most important relationship that you have is with yourself. So you're getting to date yourself and learn yourself and like find out what makes you tick. What makes you you ever given that Ah. as homework, the take yourself on a date? Um, no, but um, I've, I've been told to do it. I have you? Had it given to me as homework. I've read so many of those and every time I read them, I'm like, that sounds fabulous. I should take myself on a date. I deserve a date. I do it. I it's, it's normal for me. I've been, I've been divorced for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I take myself on dates all the time. Like, and they don't have to be like big and extravagant, like go and get coffee. No. I guess walk. I take my walk take myself to bookstores a lot so <sighs> yes but it, but like it looks different for everybody right like you yes. go on a walk I go sit in a bookstore with no toddler there we go I'll go sit at a, yeah at a cafe with a book or at the park with a book yeah just those small things to make it all more enjoyable like you said a happier calmer you I love it. I love it. This is so good. I feel like we could go in such big circles about like hustle oh, culture totally. and how it goes. <laughs> um, but if you guys like this, you're going to have to go to Laura's page because like I said, it's really beautiful. It's really fun. I like all the stuff she has on there. Well, I'm thank gonna, you. You're so welcome. I'm going to put it down <laughs> in the show notes. Um, it's just like, it's a really, it's, and it's happy. It just looks happy. Like it's bright colors. It's you out there doing your best life. It's got people pleasing. It has stuff on mindfulness. I know mindfulness is so big right now. All those things. That That's, you need. It's like a dirty word, but it's like necessary. <laughs> it is. It is. It's another one of those words that's like so trendy that I yeah. hate to use it, but it is what it is. It is. The principle is really important. Um, um so can I, can I do a, a shameless plug? Of course, go for it. That's what we're here for. So so I have a new type of package that I'm, that I'm trying out. Um, Do you need a volunteer? Do you like a beta tester? Let me know. Actually, holler at me. Like, (laughs) so um, one of the things that I have found that is uh, consistent across the board with all of my clients is the, the whole, I don't have time. And oh, I don't, I feel so busy <laughs> and, and they don't know where to start. And so it's like, they know that they want this thing. They know they want something different, but they don't know yes. where to start and they don't yes. know. And they don't have the time or money to like 
hire me to work with me like one hour a, a week where we go deep dive and stuff. And, and that's fine. Like, that's one of the things that I love about doing what I'm doing is everybody is on a different place in their self-help journey and self-improvement journey. And I want to be able to figure out how to meet you where you're at. So the, the new thing that I'm doing is called coaching your pocket. And I am doing coaching over, over Voxer. And what I'm doing is um, it's starting out with, and it's called the get out of your head and into action. Um, and it is, starts off with a 30 minute deep dive with me where we talk about what you want, where you wanna go and what things are standing in your way. And then we come up with one action, just one, one simple action, next step. And then you choose a day um, and you have that morning to put in, into action. And I am there at your disposal over Voxer. So um, I don't know if you know what Voxer is, but it's a walkie talkie app. I was just going to say for so anybody go back that and doesn't forth. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at, at one point, I want to do it over Marco Polo. So it's um, over video, but I'm going to start with Voxer. And it's like one a of the game things, too. Like how fun. It is. And the thing that that's um, that I have found with once you start taking action is you hit the resistance. So what like Taylor, like you mentioned earlier in the in the show is that like what happens whenever we start taking action is we get afraid and we hit resistance because our brain doesn't want to change because it thinks it's safe but it's not, and it needs to change, but it doesn't want to. So the resistance shows up in different fear patterns in different ways. And as you're going through and taking those actions and you start having the crazy thoughts or you hit that wall of procrastination where you're like, I don't want to do it. I'm a Voxer message away and I can help you get unstuck. In I the moment, love that because right in the moment, because so often the moment. you'll have it, and then not a week like, later, oh, I'm just not going to do it today, right? And then it passes, and then it's gone, or the opportunity is gone, or the right. thing's gone, or you've already right. talked yourself out of it, and then you can't go back. Yeah, right. Um, that way, there's a little bit level. Uh, it, there's more accountability. There's also more support, that. and like a, literally, it's like I have this lovely little guide that I, simple guide that I, that I have. And it's really starting to help um, you get more in touch with your thoughts, feelings, emotions. It's developing that self-awareness and paying attention to the thoughts that are going on in your head, the emotions that you're feeling, paying attention to your emotions. Um, all the uncomfortable things. <laughs> all the uncomfortable things. And then I'm there to help you move past that point. And, um, so that's, that, that is, and you can find it through my Instagram. So there's in my link tree, there's in called the, the link coach tree. in your pocket. Yes. I was going to say, I'm looking at the link tree right now, you guys, it's really well organized. I don't think you're going to miss it. So definitely. I just did it today. Me. Thank you. <laughs> no, it looks good. Um, I've been wanting to experiment with Voxer. So that's really cool. And also on here guys, um, it has like, you know, her about me. If you want to get to know her, it has like a self-care guide with legit self-care, not bubble baths and face masks. Yeah. I mean, 
I like bubble masks and face masks, but so you guys get the gist. Yeah. So the, um, the, get the, the, get the guide, it will, it's called this, um, let it flow yes. five ways to feel better without a consistent self-care routine. Um, which is also like so important because like, I don't know what my week to week is going to look like outside of a I, couple of things with kids and families and <laughs> you know, anything can happen. So I'm looking at it now, you guys, it is super, super easy, super straightforward. You really can't mess <laughs> this up. You click on it. She has info for you. Um, there's optional stuff. There's the coach in your pocket link. There is the work with me. There's just reading more about her. Like that's the other thing is if you like somebody on here and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. I can't do it right now. You don't have to nope. just give her you a like and follow, follow her on Instagram. Um, we're all in the newsletter. Nice. Yeah. The newsletter. She's super nice. I'm sure you could Thank just you. interact with her for the sake of interacting with her. I, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. That's really more or less how we found each other. We were like, hey, I like this. And she's like, oh, really? I like this. And we just went through that. I'm like, it's a woo coach. Yay. <laughs> it is, it's all the woo stuff. Um, so this was perfect. And I feel like this was the perfect follow-up to me talking more about like why I left teaching and why I now do what I do. And this is why you left corporate America yeah. as well. And why you do what you do, because we've been there, we've done that. And it is so, so important to take those next steps and you don't have to do it alone. And <laughs> Laura mentioned at the beginning, like your coaches need coaches. We all have like a really great sense of community and that's really great but like join our communities if you want be part of the woo community be part of the yeah. community come hang out with both of us like yeah we're super fun <laughs> taylor we can always do a collaboration at some point in that again yeah yeah that's what i like to hear <laughs> see how easy that was guys just like that even though yeah. she knows that i'm recording out of my closet all good <laughs> I have a cat in my background. <laughs> we do, but it's real and it's happening and we're still here and we're still showing up. So we really invite you guys to do the same. And I hope that you guys check Laura out and I hope that at some point we can collaborate. So hopefully you guys will hear her yes. at some point again. Yes. And I'll drag you into one of mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Thank you so much for Thank coming you guys. on. I'm going to put everything down in the show notes, her website link, her Instagram link, um, all the good stuff. Hopefully you guys will see us sharing this out on Instagram soon. And that's really all I use. You'll see it on my Instagram, but <laughs> it'll be out there soon. It's like, mwah. Mwah, we did it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.